Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. Maddie D and I go through all of this weekend's football matchups, college football week five, NFL week four. We go through the big showdowns you need to know about do a little pick them in college go through some players that need to have a big week especially if they want to be in the Heisman race then we move over to the NFL and do our cold hard locks which are our picks against the spread Maddie D and I like to compete against one another but if you're only an NFL fan, we do have the timestamp in the description. But it was a ton of fun to record. Really looking forward to hearing what you guys think in the comments. As always, you can follow along with us on social media. ThunderBLG is our Twitter handle. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. Make sure you go subscribe to the podcast. Again, it's the bullpen card is what you want to search on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, leave us a nice little five-star review. But enjoy this week's episode, guys. It was a lot of fun, an awesome weekend of football ahead. Here we go. And we are live! Welcome to this week's episode of the Fun V Tailgate, presented by Thunderblogsports.com, a part of the Bullpen Cart podcast feed. I, of course, am Jordy Cannell, the G-Man. Joining me, as always, is my man, Matty D! What's up, buddy? Oh, beautiful weekend. Beautiful. Great weekend. Magical, I would say. Finally uh, caught up on rest? Not really. Never really will. Um, But, you know, just, just, I mean, I just, I can't. It just was a great weekend. And and, and for a couple main reasons, but, I mean, the fact that our birds won was a big reason. Yeah. Yeah. Close one. They kept, uh, they did. Those Colts in there. It was a tough game to go to, too, I got to say. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was tailgating with you, and it yeah. was uh, it was tough to get any sort of stories out or anything like that for those uh, that missed out on it. It was just it was drizzly and a little cold. Uh, I should have looked at the weather before I packed. That's a uh, big my bad on that one. As I wore flip flops in a cold, rainy tailgate. Yeah, right. That was not well. We we no way we no no way anyone could know that though. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's so, true. I've got to say. Live and learn. Live and learn, I say. But let's <laughs> let's look at this weekend. College football, week five, man. Week five, last weekend of September. And we're finally getting into some of the uh some of the meat of this college football season. We're getting a lot of conference matchups, some rivalry matchups as well. It's gonna be a fun weekend. I mean, week four, we had a little bit of surprises, but not a ton. So yeah. I'm pretty excited for this week. No, I mean me, me, me too. It should be uh, a wild weekend mm-hmm. again, and with some potential, you know, potential big time game. I mean, there's a couple really, but I mean, a few of these games just are going to mean so much to teams. Um, 
coming up here. So I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty excited about it. We'll obviously touch on a few of them. Um, but I think the big news right now in college football, we got to touch on it first is there's a new quarterback at Clemson. Yep. How many teams who are in the title hunt make a quarterback change in week four week, uh, sorry, week five, excuse me, week five, excuse me, uh, going into a game against an undefeated opponent, by the way. Yes. But to Trevor Greg. Lawrence will start for Clemson, and Kelly Bryant intends to transfer. Yep. Um, I'm all over. I'm on the fence about it. Okay. So, well, well first of all, we'll just start with that. It's it's Syracuse four no Syracuse Orange visiting Clemson, who's also undefeated. Obviously, ranked number three in the nation, garnered a one first place vote in the AP Top Twenty Five poll this week. Yep. Does does this does that does that change concern you at all? Not entirely. I mean, they've been going back and forth with them throughout yeah. the first couple games, so it's not like it's a completely new new thing there. I mean, Tre- Trevor Lawrence actually leads the team in passing yards, he nine does, touchdowns, a QBR of of one eighty nine. So, not the you know, it's not crazy to think that to go with him. Yeah, you know, I would say this. Statistically, Lawrence has been the better quarterback. But yeah. when they were battling Texas A&M on the road, it was Kelly mm-hmm. Bryant in the game. Sure. And so I- I've always thought Bryant wasn't a great thrower of the football. thought he was a much better runner. Um, my only concern is going to be when Lawrence is tested for the first time. How does he perform? We've, Kelly Bryant, we know, has been there. Um but I think I think Sweeney is looking beyond the ACC, and he's staring at okay. I'm going to have to play Alabama or Georgia mm-hmm. or Oklahoma, Ohio State, Ohio State. Um, you know, there's going to be some really good teams. And as good as Kelly Bryant got, as far as he got them last year, his lack of throwing really hurt them in their in their playoff game. And so I think it's a future move because if you look at their schedule, we talked about this. There's not a ton of threats left on Clemson's schedule. No. Um, they have a single-ranked opponent left, and that is number 22, Duke. Shout-out to the Blue Devils for being ranked. Um, but, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I think it's it's going to be really interesting. I think their defense needs to pick it up a bit, too. We've talked about this before. But even against Georgia Tech, they let up 21 points. And you would have thought that coming into the season, especially that that defense was built to contain a triple offense, uh, triple option offense defense. Defense would, con- oh, Jesus, I'm tying, tying my tongue up. You get what I'm saying, though. They were designed yeah. to stop that. And they struggled to a little bit. I mean, they won by 28 points. So, really, you know, not that big of a deal. But they struggled against Texas AM on the road. I mean, we've talked about with a couple other teams, though. I mean, Duke is right now the only team that's ranked. BC could hop back up into those ranks. South Carolina could as well. I mean, NC state, everybody thought they were going to be pretty good and, and they could certainly do that. They have to go to wake forest to BC, uh, to Florida state who we need to figure out what the deal is with them. And then, you know, the, whoever they end up picking in the ACC championship game. So we'll see. I mean, I think the defense is a little bit under talked about just because of all the different trade-offs between quarterbacks. I think they're still they have the potential to still be very very solid, but I I do think we need to see a little more consistency out of them. Right? No, I would agree there. Like I I, I just go back to 
he had an impressive performance against Georgia Tech. Like, they're nobody. Yep. So I guess it's a gamble to me because if Lawrence struggles in a big game, they're going to say, hey, where the hell was Kelly Bryant? Um, You know, it's a mistake. It's a lot of pressure on a freshman. You know, number two prospect in the country. You know, he does have all the qualities, but – you know what? And sometimes you gotta go with the better guy, and, and I and I guess it's what he's looking at because it sure. just gives him a little bit more of a dual threat because he can throw. He doesn't run great, but he does have a he's a much better passer. Yep. Um, I don't expect any problems though. By the no. way, look at Clemson and then look at Alabama. Yes. Alabama's got two quarterbacks, no problems. Mm-hmm. Forty and a half, forty-eight point favorites over Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Did they change their name from Louisiana Lafayette? I think they did, or they might just be the way it's showing here. Yeah, I'm wondering that. Like maybe they just uh, maybe like the original, like it's that like you know how Cal is technically Cal Berkeley. Maybe we just finally did that with yeah, with Louisiana. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. tough game uh, for them. <laughs> Either way, whatever their name is, it's going to be a tough matchup. Think about this: they're 48 and a half point dogs, and the over under set at 67. And that's just a, yeah. a tough look. No, I, yeah, it's gonna be a long, um, a long day there. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> noon game, the, game the rare though. noon game at Bryant Denny Stadium too. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of noon Eastern, but 11 a.m. start times in the Central Time Zone this week, which is uh, a little shocking to me. You got uh, one actually of, of ranked opponents, West Virginia, going to Texas Tech. Which, Texas Tech, yeah, yeah. Texas Tech's looked pretty good, mm-hmm. but West Virginia, man, they looked like they hadn't missed a beat last Saturday. Yeah, and this is another big statement game for Greer because he needs to have he needs to really explode here. Um, I like to really like this game. It's a really good test for West Virginia's defense because there's been a lot of praise for their defense. Yes, um, and you know they're, they're you know they're going to play against a, as you expect a pretty good offensively minded Texas Tech team as normal. Uh, for, for those of you who don't know, the the talk of the town, Patrick Mahomes, was a Texas Tech quarterback. Yes, he was a Red Raider. Yep. They opened the season losing to Ole Miss, but they did be a good Houston team. And then last week, after Oklahoma State thumped Boise State, they beat them 41-17 to last week. Yep. It really surprised some people. So um, it's a big-time game for this team, for Texas Tech. But I think it's a bigger game um, you know, for West Virginia and Will Greer. They've got to win this one to prove that they're legit and that they're going to be a contender in the Big 12. And they beat up some pretty bad teams, Tennessee, Youngstown State, Kansas State. They finally get a great matchup. Um, and this is I think it's a must win for them, for both them and Greer's Heisman chances. They've got to figure out a way. Only three and a half point favorites, which makes sense because Texas Tech has been, hit, you know, like we said, they've been beating pretty good teams. I'm excited yeah. for that one. No, that's going to be a ton of fun. That's noon on ESPN2, so definitely a uh, good first game to tune into, especially once the Ryder Cup's ra- wrapping up this weekend. Mm-hmm. I mean, but look at this Texas Tech team. They average 623 yards a game, 435 in the air, nearly 200, 187 on the ground. Yeah. Their defense has allowed up has allowed over 130 yards more than West Virginia's, but I think you made that good point. It's a good test. For West Virginia is more so than Texas Tech's, even though the difference of yards is only 80 more that Texas Tech has averaged in their games because they've played tougher opponents and they've been able to do that. And the Oklahoma State win certainly shows that, especially on the road. 
I don't know. You're you're you make a very good point. Over under set for this one, and it's not even the highest of the week, Matt. It's seventy four point five. Which wow. classic Big Twelve over under. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, think about this. They've hit that in all three of their game or in three of their four or two of their three games. Seventy seven nothing over Lamar week one. Sixty three forty nine over Houston two weeks ago. And then last week only totaled up to 58 points, which, you know, is only a little bit higher than an NFL high over under. So is there an offensive problem with Texas Tech? That's the question we need to be asking now. Yeah, I mean, you know, like like you said, it's what you expect from this squad. Um, You know, and there's a number of like we talked about the Big 12. There's a number of teams that make noise uh, in the Big 12. It's a big game. Uh, Other Big 12 matchups to note. Texas traveling to Kansas State. Now, Kansas State hasn't looked great. Like we said, they got beat last week. There's still that thorn in the side squad, though. You can't Exactly. Against a young Texas team with with playing with a little gusto, they got to watch out there, I think, for a little bit of a trap situation, if you will. So just have my eyes open on that one a little bit. Um, By by the way, what a fall for TCU. After looking like they might compete with Ohio State, they dropped two straight. A huge bounce back game against Texas. I thought Texas was going to revert a little bit. And no, not the case at all. Really sent uh, Gary Patterson back to the the draw. But they'll be ranked. I'm not, you know, I think. But um, what do you think of Baylor, Oklahoma? No, I think Oklahoma comes out firing here. Yeah. I I think that's Uh, a Baylor for one. I mean, they're three and one right now, but. They're they're coming in as 20, 23 and a half point dogs to Norman. I think Oklahoma, they A want to just get the ball. They barely got the ball against Army, but B, they are gonna blow the fucking roof off of the Bears here, I think. Uh, yeah, I agree. This game is so heavily is so heavily bet with Oklahoma too that there's not even a money line that I'm seeing for this, crazily enough. Uh, I mean, I expect that. Like, like I said, yeah. and I, I feel bad. Sometimes for there are for massive, massive dogs, but yeah, I mean, I feel bad for, for Baylor and Matt Rule there. I just, yeah, it's gonna be a tough one. Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see. I, I like Kyler Murray to have a big game here. I, I like seeing that a lot. Yeah, I can see that as well. Like I said, I think he's definitely upset. Um, and so I and and I think that the I think their defense though, there's an issue there. Their defense needs to tackle better. Yeah, that's um, a really good point. Yeah, against a really good team, they're gonna get they're gonna get smoked, uh, Oklahoma. And uh, so I just need they need to pay attention to that and figure out a way to to get better at tackling. There's no easy way, but uh, I mean they just need to be a little bit of a better defense. Um, the last two weeks have shown a blueprint of how to beat this team. Yes. Uh, and so yeah, I don't have any concerns here, but moving forward, you know they they're gonna need to gear up and get ready. Um, you know, they, they play, they play Texas TCU back-to-back weeks, um, you know, so they need to figure it out. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're still pretty solid. Look, they miss Rodney Anderson. They have one of the best running backs in the country and he's gone. Mm-hmm. So they missed him. And I get that. That makes sense. That makes sense. Um, do you have any concerns about Georgia over Tennessee? So not really. I did just read this, that Georgia's. Georgia opened as a 32 and a half point favorite. That's twice as much as they've ever been favored in their series against Tennessee. Wow. The 
most they were ever favored by was 18 points. That was four years ago. And they only won that game by three points. So it's one of those, it comes off like a put up or shut up game. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. The one thing is just this Tennessee's defense. We haven't seen a ton out of them. It's a good SEC. It's an SEC defense, but I, I don't know if we see a ton. I mean, they went up to, to what's her face to good old what's their face to Missouri last week where Missouri looked like they were on Thursday night football with their color rush jerseys. Right. And you know, they let them get back into it a little bit towards the end of that. I mean, they, they still win by 23 points or 24 points. Excuse me. Oh, no, 14 points. Excuse me. I can do math. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't have that much concern that Georgia will win. I just, I think that line's pretty large. Um, yeah. Especially when Tennessee got dummied by Florida last week. When oh, they yeah. play, when they play bigger names, they don't show up. Mm-hmm. So no, I think it's. I mean, it definitely is. Uh, yeah, I I wasn't as concerned about the game against Missouri as some people were. I was fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I know they held and they held Drew Lock to nothing. There's yeah. your potential number one overall pick, and they completely shut him down. Yep, completely shut him down. Um, yeah. So a lot of really good SEC. There's a couple really good SEC matchups this week as well. Yes, indeed. Um, yeah, I, I think the one, a couple that really intrigued me, uh, the one to watch out for is Florida versus Mississippi State. We both thought Mississippi State would make some noise uh, and be a potential dark horse, and yet they went out and lost twenty-eight to seven to an upstart Kentucky team. By the way, we talked about this last week. I wish I had taken Kentucky. Um, that was – what a great win. I almost took them. There's a bunch of – I was this close to taking them, but I'd put I'd picked too many games. I need to stop betting FCS games. I went, I've went. i gone – I'm now 2-1 and one on them, so I'm at least positive, but I, I need to stop doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I just – what a what – a Benny awesome Snell, game. man. Benny yeah. Snell, highs dark horse. I was going to say, so, so I was about to get to that game. I just look – if Mississippi State needs to bounce back here against a Florida team that can play um, – Thankfully, it's at home. Well, you just thought Nick Fitzgerald was going to do something there, and, yeah. and yet they they got hammered. I mean, it wasn't even close. Um, good for Kentucky, bad for Mississippi State, and a really excellent defensive line too, who also got smoked. Um, I, I would tell you, I think that I just I really hope Kentucky gets up for this South Carolina team. Sure, uh, it's at home. I just, just just don't forget that it's only a one point line for South Carolina for Kentucky, yep. so they need to come out ready because I don't. Last thing I want to do is lose and drop them out of the rankings again. It's cool to see Kentucky ranked. Um, so yeah, I like both of these games to be low scoring, especially Florida Mississippi State, but mm-hmm. I think South Carolina Kentucky has the opportunity to do that as well. Yeah, South Carolina. Has been pretty good, you know. They they had a they should have been better than two and one, and they've had you know, the up and down start to the season. Uh, mm-hmm. Just as a quick refresher, they beat Coastal Carolina. They get spanked by Georgia. Um, they get the week off because of the hurricane, and then they play in Nashville against Vanderbilt, and they win there. So that's where they sit at two and one, one and one and one in the conference. But their defense is still pretty solid. I I, I don't want to discount that. Kentucky's has looked fantastic. And then on the other the other game, both Florida and the Mississippi State Bulldogs, they have pretty solid Ds as well. Neither let up a lot of points in Florida, Mississippi State. So that one almost you almost want to take the under at 51, but 
I, I do like these to both games to be fourth quarter scrappy fights. And, uh, you know, I, I want to see Kentucky win, but I, I would not discount what South Carolina can do. It's almost a, have we even seen the real South Carolina yet? Is this even their final form type of deal? Yeah, no, I agree with that. The other thing I want, there's also another game that, that I think they have to be careful on. And that is LSU. Ole Miss visits LSU. LSU can't look ahead here. Ole Miss is a, no. is a decent team. No, no, and, no, 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 no. LSU's about to go up against. This is they're going to have a, a, a ridiculous run here at Florida, then Georgia, Mississippi State, and Alabama all come visit Death Valley. But but regardless, that's that's a tough schedule. So mm-hmm. they can't look ahead against Ole Miss if they want to have any shot at keeping this run going. This is a they they need to take care of business this week. Just look for it as a trap game. Could be much closer than expected. Um, so I'm I'm a little worried, I guess, in that case. Yeah, I, I agree that there's a potential for the trap game there. I mean, with Florida next week, I'd think that that might be the bigger trap game, especially because that's on the road. Mm-hmm. With this, don't definitely don't sleep on Ole Miss. You really can't sleep on any SEC opponent, as Alabama proved last week. Um, but. Or, not, not Alabama, as Kentucky proved last week, but Alabama did not prove that as they won by a lot over Texas A&M. They just didn't cover the spread. That's right. really all that you need to know about their game last week. But LSU against Ole Miss, it's I mean, it's going to be interesting. It's one of those super late games for Baton Rouge at 8, or 8 p.m. local time. But Ole Miss does have a – they have a pretty good offense. They have a good running yeah. back in Scotty Phillips, Jordan Tiamu. Is that how you pronounce his name? I think so. Yeah. He's a solid dude. He's thrown almost 1,400 yards, a bunch of TDs. But that LSU defense, man, they are solid as a rock. I mean, they mm-hmm. still – they just eclipsed over the two touchdowns per game after <laughs> allowing Louisiana Tech to score 21 on them. Sad. I mean, they're still letting up less than 100 yards on the ground. So, I don't know. It's going to be close. I like them to win. It's a – Stay away from the line, though. Ten and a half is – I agree a with weird that. I like them, like, by a touchdown. I think double digits is a little too much here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think the next the next spot to look at is another surprise-ranked team. Who am I talking about? In the SEC? Not in the SEC. Okay. I didn't know if we were still in there or not. Oh, uh, we're moving. All right, we're moving along, moving along. Are you talking Duke, Virginia I'm Tech? I'm talking Duke. Yeah. I, we talked about this last week. We, we talked about this it. last week. And they came through. And now, yeah, and, now they're, and now they're playing a Virginia Tech team who, shockingly, yeah. lost. Fell apart. Old Dominion was an FCS team like three years ago, and they mm-hmm. lost – I mean, that I know is, is Joshua Jackson playing. I know he got hurt last week. Is he I, back? I hadn't heard anything yet. Yeah. Um, but not what I, I you know. The, here's the negative. I thought Virginia Tech was going to roll into that Notre Dame game. Oh, he's out. He's out. Yeah, he's, he's not going to play. Yeah. Yep. So. Oh, that's yeah, not good. Yeah. Um. So I I think uh, that's a problem for them. I was thinking they go to top ten matchup against. Um, Against Notre against Dame, actually, now it looks like that game might be nothing with Jack with Jackson out. So, definitely a bummer. Um, it's the largest upset between two FBS opponents in the history of FPI game predictions. So it's it's oh, it was utterly shocking. Yes. Okay. Yeah. By say, the way, Old Dominion, I think App State or any FCS yeah. would have been. 
No, no, yeah. App State, by the way, played with a backup – I mean, sorry, not App State. Sorry, you just said that. Um, Old Dominion's backup quarterback won that game. So, that's the stuff of legends, yeah, man. It's, oh, my God, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. So a huge fall for them. Just thought it was – I wanted to make sure we, we got a shout-out to Duke. No, and, and I'm glad you did because we talked about them quickly as we were kind of wrapping up our college football last week. Duke and Kentucky both pulled it out. They're in the rankings now. There's still some others that are out there that could really try to shake some things up in terms of uh, where they are, sort of a dark horse position in their conference. I mean, Texas even could be that, even though they're three and one within the Big 12. So I'm glad we're giving some of the uh, the other guys a a shout out in terms of you know where they're all at. Um, South Florida, by the way, four and zero, sneaky in the American Athletic Conference that showdown with UCF. Yeah, big. Yeah, but, they were good. I mean, South Florida was a good team last year too. Yeah, they were. So yeah, no, a couple. Um, that Florida Duke, Duke Power Five, the, right? The Virginia Tech Duke game, though, just to quickly end on that. Over under 49 and a half. Virginia Tech's defense isn't that good. And Duke's is pretty good. Yeah, I think that's in ACC that's standards, but I like the over in that. Oh, you do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I guess I guess the concern would be if without Josh Jackson, what would this team yeah, look can, like? Can Virginia Tech put up the points? Right. So that's like kind of what they're thinking if Duke can keep sure. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, another game, there's a couple – Late games evening before we get into the big slate. There's a couple late. There's a couple late ranked matchups. Okay. BYU visits Washington at eight thirty. Big. No one that's thought a, that's a big showdown. Well, no one thought BYU would even be ranked. So we would take a look. At, yeah, this is so. This is a game that Washington probably penciled in as a. All right, good. We'll just kind of like one of those ho hum games. We're gonna we're going out and win because we have superior talent yep. uh, as the gear up for some tougher opponents. But all of a sudden, it has um, this has become much more difficult. I still think Washington is incredibly talented, both sides of the ball. They're a 17-and-a-half-point favorite at home. So I, I think they win this one, but it's just another ranked matchup to take a look at. Um, and no, it, you're right. It helps, I think they I win think it, it helps but Washington. don't sleep on the game. Don't sleep. No, but I think it helps Washington. What I mean by that is um, Washington now, they get – this is a considered a quality win most likely. So that it helps for their loss against Auburn. So I guess yeah, that's you, what I'm thinking of there. You also uh, you also have to assume though, it technically it's a win against a ranked opponent. You just also have to hope that BYU continues to, yeah, to hang on. Right. The rest of their schedule to look at BYU's is is not that hard. So it's not inconceivable to think that they're ranked somewhere in the twenties at the end of the season mm-hmm. as they play at Washington, Utah State versus Hawaii versus Northern Illinois, at Boise State, at UMass versus New Mexico State and then at Utah. So mm-hmm. even that game, because Washington had to go to Utah earlier this season. So if that's a if that's close or if they beat up on Utah or something like that, that could also help out Washington. So BYU could turn into this very closely linked team with the Huskies. Yeah, no, I agree. And there's another big matchup in the Pac-12, Oregon and Cal. Cal, what is, want a surprise there? Cal is in the rankings at number 24. Yep. Undefeated. Uh, I'm by the way, I gotta I gotta take a hit here. I was adamant that Stanford would smoke Oregon. Yes, Oregon we was, both were. That game ended up being great. Well, very underrated. And it turns out that's not the case. Oregon could hang. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they're a better team than Cal, but we're on the road. You know, late at night. I know it's not late at night, but I shouldn't say that. It's not late at night. Late at night here on the East Coast. So 
definitely one if I'm up for it, I'd like to tune in though. It'll be a really fun game. Yeah. No, that's a it's definitely gonna be a lot of fun. I mean, 10 30 start. That's a you're wrapping up your night or you're you're getting going, you're at the bar, and that's gonna be on the back back of your TV. Or if you're watching golf Sunday morning, uh, you're wrapping up your night to try to get ready for uh, the Sunday singles. Uh but yeah, it's a <laughs> weird uh oh i mean i guess it's the pack 12 yeah. they start late anyway it's that sort of try to cover your bets game by the way no one knows a lot about california mm-hmm. cal, cal not california the state cal colton bears well you can go to california if you want they have the 11th out of 12th ranked offense in the pack 12 this team will win because of their defense yeah their defense and is so, solid yep if they can't shut down Justin Herbert and this offense, it's going to be a long night for them. Um, I still think I, this game might be a lower scoring game than you think it is. Okay. I like because Oregon. They're only two and a half point favorites. I like them by like at least 10, maybe two yeah. touchdowns. Yeah. So, okay. I, like I said, I, this, this could be a little lower lower scoring than you're used to for a Pac-12 game. Um, but I definitely think it's a fun one to kind of tune in for. Yep. Now, we, we, we're two, there's two games we haven't talked about. But I, I want to make sure before we get to the biggest two matchups of the weekend, in my opinion, we discuss our guys. Are we? Do you want to do Michigan, or do you want to look at Thursday night college first? Oh, do you want to, do you want to touch on the Thursday night game real quick? Oh, okay, I think it's two. important. I mean, I mean, okay. Miami's kind of in this position where they are trying to prove that they still have something, and yeah, they're playing North Carolina. It's. I mean, this could even be considered to be somewhat of a trap game, considering North Carolina has been, you know, very you know, underperforming this season. Uh, and, you know, Miami, they, they want to show that they're still in this thing. They have yeah. to play Florida State next week. They go to UVA in two weeks and then up to BC. So, I mean, if they want to even make the ACC championship game, they really can't afford to lose in, in this sort of game. And we talked about the short weeks last week with, with Friday night games. I mean, the random Thursday ACC game. You never really know anything with that. Remember there was that Duke-UNC game that was on a yes, Thursday, I think five years ago, that was like mm-hmm. the lead changed three times in the last two minutes? Yeah. ACC yeah, Thursday Night Football is weird. insane. Mm-hmm. No, I'm with you. I'm with you there 100%. Um, I, think, I think Miami does win. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. so. Too. 18 points is a lot, though. Uh, yes. A lot to be laying. I wasn't sure I bet on it because, it's, like you said, it is one of those kind of games. But, yeah, I do agree. Yeah. Although we said that last week about both Penn State and UCF, and they both very much so took care of business. So take what we say with a grain of salt, folks. No, I agree with there too. Now, I was going to talk <laughs> before we get to the two other games. I was going to discover. Um, I was going to discuss. Excuse me, Michigan visiting Northwestern. Yep. Big game. Yep. A big game for the Wolverines. Another game where their offensive line for Michigan, needs to improve. That's been their biggest weakness. Um, They struggle with more than four rushers. They struggle with stunts. They don't communicate well. And against lesser opponents, this is where you need to work out those kinks. And so this is not a Northwestern team that has the same punch as we're used to, but you can't sleep on a team like Northwestern. They're just coached too well. To make that kind of, you know, and I'm sure Hall will get his guys up, but they just got to pay attention. Pay yep. attention. Um, yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. Pay attention. Be mm-hmm. on your game. I mean, I like this to almost play out like the SMU game did. Of uh, they might struggle a little bit out the gate. Defense plays really well. Offense plays a little slow. Then the second half, 
they just go on a tear and get close to covering. I think they may even cover that spread. They're two and two this year, Matt, against their three and one record spread wise. Um, but I don't know, man, that defense, I think with the way Northwestern has been underperforming, I think this is the defense is poised to eat up all things Northwestern Wildcats. I agree with that. I definitely yeah. agree with that. Much. I just think it's going to be a low-scoring game, and maybe they cover it late. Michigan yeah. does. No, I agree. I agree with that as well. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let's talk about the two big games of the weekend. Yep. I do you want to stay the Big Ten, or do you want to go to the other one? Let's, let's stay in the Big Ten. Okay. Penn State hosting Ohio State. Number nine versus number ten, and no, Matt, this number nine. Be... No, no, number four. Versus number four, four versus number nine. I'm sorry, I don't You're know right. why number ten. I was there. number four. That's right. That's right. Yep. yep. Number nine hosting number four. The last time Ohio State came to Happy Valley, they were a 28 point favorite, ranked number two in the nation. And Trace McSorley and a certain guy that's on the New York Giants now ran over. Ohio State, especially in the second half, they stunned the Buckeyes and ran away to the Big Ten Championship. Trace McSorley, really since that game, has always been has always been thought to be underperforming or or to be to underperform where he was there. And a lot of the times last year he was around that, but he's been proving the haters wrong in every single game since then. Dwayne Haskins has been everything that we've thought he was going to be for Ohio State. I think this game's going to be a lot of fun, Matt. I think it's, well, first, I think it's going to be a great game. And statistically, yeah. Penn State has the best, best from what I'm looking for. Best offense, excuse me, in all football. All college important football. word to remember. Yeah, yeah, it's a big word. Uh, all football. So, and once again, they haven't – here's the thing. And I'm pulling for them. i got to tell you, up front, as a as – a, Somebody who hates Ohio State with a passion, um, they haven't really played anybody. Penn State. Yep. So, you know, they they were they were losing in the third quarter against Illinois. Now they ripped off forty two straight points. It was incredible. But this is not Illinois in the fourth quarter. Right. This isn't Illinois. This isn't Pitt. This isn't Appalachian State. This isn't Kent State. This is the number four team in the country. Now, no Nick Boza for Ohio State. But it still is a great defense. I'm. I know, and, and Happy Valley is probably the number one place to play. Like, I, 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 it might be the best student section in the country. Yep. I would say it is the best student section in the country. Yep. And, but OSU is still favored. Haskins has not missed a beat, and they have beaten a good team in TCU. I know they're not ranked right now, but that was a very good TCU defense that he torched. So it's gonna if Penn State wants to win, their their defense isn't gonna hang. It's got to be offensively. Yep. Got to be offensively. Yeah, and offensively, they're going to have a really tough time. I know Nick Bosa's not playing, but that defense is still pretty solid without him. They've let up 323 yards on average per game, and that's less than 200 in the air. So really, Trace McSorley is going to need to prove the haters wrong one more time, or many more times throughout the rest of the year, but one more time to, on Saturday night uh, to really try to match Dwayne Haskins. And, you know, I think... What they're able to do with their run game, Ohio State. I I like them to win this. I like mm-hmm. it to be close, but I like Ohio State in this one. I have them winning and covering. Ohio State winning. State. 
I do. I'm pulling for Penn State all the way, though. Yeah. I got me rooting for them hard, and I hope they prove me wrong. But if I'm betting, I got to bet with my head. My head says take Ohio State to cover the three and a half points. Yeah, it's a yeah, it's, that's a good enough line that you can feel comfortable betting it because yeah, if Penn State wins, they've they've gr- they've grinded out that win, and it's probably going to be the over under is going to hit the over. It said it's seventy one, maybe the highest number of a Big Ten over under I've ever seen. You remember box and whisker plots from like eighth grade algebra? I do. That's, That's yeah. going to be yeah. Remember the, all the, the dots for the outliers? That's the outlier. Right. Ten over unders, way yeah. higher. It's always like forty. Yeah. 70, 70 is a high number for a Big Ten basketball over under. <laughs> I don't think the law a loss here knocks either team out of the playoff discussion. No, but, not at all. But it, but with the way we've seen some other teams and some other division conferences play, it's going to be hard. Um, it, but still, I think it's. The winner of this and in the driver's seat, in particular with Wisconsin's loss last week. So, yes. Yeah, yeah it's, you know, that's a really good point. And I mean, with Michigan losing or really already having lost, it's not exactly where we were two years ago with the Big Ten, but you could see a simil- similar situation occur where really the Big Ten East representative. That's assuming that the same situation happens where Big Ten beats Penn State at home. Happens again where Michigan-Ohio State at the very end of the season in Columbus comes down to deciding the Big Ten East representative. Obviously, Penn State had already played Michigan in Ann Arbor when they hosted Ohio State last year. This is, I think, the earliest earliest Ohio State-Penn State game ever, I'm pretty sure. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure they've never played in September before. But Michigan is pl- – that's a November 3rd game, Michigan hosting Penn State. So, really, I mean, the Big Ten East, this is the first step towards it. This is one of those landscape-defining games of the season. No, I agree. And the other game we wanted to touch on has that same kind of de- defining landscape, and that's Stanford coming off a big, emotional, some would say lucky win over Oregon last week, visiting South Bend and Notre Dame. Notre Dame opens as a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Yep. I've been riding this Stanford team all season, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to stop here. So the defense is really, really good. They're physical. The offense, KJ Costello is better than advertised. In my oh, opinion. yeah. And they haven't even gotten their best player going, Bryce Love. Now, it, I'm not saying that they're going to get it going versus Notre Dame, and a lot of it's offensive line-wise. But could Notre Dame hold up against a really good, well-coached Stanford team? Um, they're going to turn to a new quarterback, Jordy. What are your thoughts there? Yeah, so they looked at him last week, and that was hand up. I thought the way that Brandon Wimbush had been playing, I didn't see that he was going to be sitting when I wrote the Fun Vtailgate blog. I mean, my pick. Uh, the way that he'd been playing, he deserved to have gotten sat down against Wake Forest. I picked Notre Dame to lose outright not even just Wake Forest in the points, lose outright to the Demon Deacons. Uh, and I was I was dead wrong. Uh, you know, his name is Ian Book. That's mm-hmm. like a, you know, the textbook, not like a babbling brook. Ian Book went 25 for 34 with over 300 yards and two TDs. You got their running back, Jafar Armstrong, another great football name. Yeah. Uh, with an awesome, awesome game as well. So the, the Irish... Look like they've they've come back into this form, and I don't know. This you know book is 
is, I mean, he ran for three touchdowns too. I even forget to mention that five total yeah. touchdowns. He, he looked impressive and it's going to be really interesting to see how he looks against the Stanford defense. That is better than Wake Forest. No question right. about that. Well, well, Wake Forest is one of the statistically worst defenses in all of the Power Five conferences. Yeah. So I don't want to. I mean, to me, this is why I think Stanford. I would take. I actually have them win in this game. Okay. Um, I just think they're plus two hundred money line. Double your money, man. I know. I know. Maybe I should. I just think. Um, I don't think Notre Dame has an offense that can hold up against. They, they did it against Michigan. I give them credit there with a couple really nice big plays. But I think Stanford's offense is is better than Michigan's was at that time. I saw Michigan okay. has issues as well. And they have the best player on the field in Bryce Love. Yep. So I think they find a way to get him going. And I think this is low scoring. Yes. I don't like that. I like that. Three. That's a great call. Yeah. I take this on the under. Um, both defenses can play. Okay. But also, Stanford just has some big wide receivers. Yeah. Big yeah, wide receivers. J.J., our Sega white side, we're talking mm-hmm. about, you know, these guys are 6'3", 6'4", 6'5". Um, they're all jump ball guys. I mean, they just, they're, I just think they're so well coached. Um, they get this done. Another really important game on the road. By the way, they win this game, Stanford. Yep. You have to pencil them into the top four. Yeah, I would say so. That's yep. a defining game. Mm-hmm. Now, and I think that gives them the the freedom to lose a game in the Pac-12, especially to a Washington or even – they have to win the Pac-12 championship, but it gives them that freedom to drop a game, Washington, maybe even at Cal if Cal stays hot. Maybe. Yeah. I would say, though, really, if you circle that Washington game, winner of that game goes on to win the big tw- Pac-12 and have a chance at the playoff. But undefeated yeah. Stanford makes the playoff. Their oh, resume is that strong, in my opinion. Thousand um, percent. I yeah. think it takes for a power five undefeated team to not get into the college football playoff. It takes four other undefeated power five right. teams. No, I would agree with that. I would yeah. agree with that. Um, and, and, you know, we've talked about Oklahoma looking shaky ish. Um, Ohio state still is a big time sled. I'm talking about the favorites here. And then, yeah. you know, Clemson looks like they're going to roll, but in the, in, in the sec, you just never know Georgia, yeah. Alabama, LSU, even Auburn. Right. Someone. Yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, so, like, if you follow Kirk Herbstreet on Instagram, he'll do his, like, on Monday, he'll have his, like, Herbie's top performers of the week, Herbie's top wins of the week, Herbie's top four, and it's just Alabama, Georgia, Clemson, Ohio State, like, in that order of the, the AP top 25. It's just so funny that we're a month away from the rankings coming out, so, like, we really haven't been tested too much, and we won't be because – Alabama and Georgia don't play each other, and Clemson and Ohio State don't. LSU obviously will play Alabama, but we it's just a funny point that we're in, and there's a reason why the, the committee decides to wait until so much later to, to come up with their their way of uh, ranking these teams instead of just going yeah. off the AP. But I don't know. I, I like the fact that the AP does decide to, to move votes around way back in the BCS era. We wouldn't have seen LSU hopscotch over Oklahoma. And I think the AP wants to try to now have some of that buying in, selling out early type of stuff. I know Oklahoma went to overtime against Army in a pay-per-view game, but <laughs> still, uh, they're Oklahoma's still five in the coaches' poll. So good on the yeah, AP no. catching up there. Yeah, I agree. I agree there. Um, what was I going to tell you? I mean, I, like I said, this is another big weekend. Um, yep. And one, and I, I'm, and I'm fascinated. But we talked about those big two last games, but 
just across the board is the landscape t- landscape still is molded if you yes. will uh in this in this case yep absolutely absolutely that's it it's a live dune is our is our uh, landscape dune. here <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't want to get all. I don't want to use some some beach terminology, but there's a difference between a live dune and a dead dune, man. I'll take you to Backwoods <laughs> Dune Rides in Silver Lake, Michigan, and we'll learn all I about it. it. I dunes well, well, let's let's get to roll, the NFL. I was gonna say let's roll right over to, to, where the, to where the real money is. If you, yeah. okay, not for me. I'm ter- I've been awful at picking the NFL in the first three weeks. Well, yeah, but beyond that, I want to <laughs> harp on that. Um, so let's get through some big news here, by the way. Yep. Keen to leave out at least eight weeks for the Rams. That's a chip in the armor there. Chip yep. in the armor. Right? Joey Boza out until at least week eight, he's claiming. For a team that we both expected to be in the playoff hunt, having their best pass rusher out is clearly affecting their defense. Not good. Not good. Not good. How about this? The Pats. The Patriots, coming off a really lackadaisical loss, have lost Rex Burkhead, one of their one of their multifaceted running backs, and their surprise rookie, Juwan Bentley, is now an IR as well. And he had really come on um, of late as a fifth round pick, kind of out of nowhere. Uh, that's a big a big potential concern there for him for this team, who's, who already needs um, he needs something there. So we'll see what happens. Matt, you're burying uh, the biggest news story of last week, which was a one that I picked over you, and I was right on that they covered. The Browns won a football game. <laughs> the Browns won a football game. Why did you bury the lead? Baker Mayfield is alive and well in Cleveland. It's Baker time. Oh, man, the Browns won a fucking football game. Well, I mean, it was incredible. And thank God it was on Thursday night so everyone could tune in. The highest watched Thursday night football game in that's amazing. Like, that's ever, amazing. I think. Yeah, they deserved it. They outplayed yeah. them. Um, and now we've gotten the arrival of a guy who's going to have more pressure than any quarterback in the whole league on him in Baker Mayfield. He looked great, though. I got to give him credit. I mean, he's manning a team that has a better record than your uh, man crush, Tom Brady. So that's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, he deserves to be the starter. That's oh, first yeah. thing first. Nothing against Tyrod Taylor. He definitely brings a swagger to it. Um, don't go over the top. Just like with the guy who was playing against, Sam Darnold, had a great first game. He's got to make sure that he pushes through and, and, and continues to look good. But he has, unlike Darnold, he does have weapons all over the field to help him. A deep, a deep running back stable. Jarvis Landry is like a, a, a rookie quarterback's wide receiver dream. Mm-hmm. Because – he just catches everything. Yep. And so I, I don't want to make any predictions. And the defense is pretty good. But this this is not a one-win Browns team, in my opinion. And nobody's going to want to play this team moving forward. Yeah, it's uh, – I mean, their defense is really good. We talked. I talked about that last week at least. Yeah. And I think they're going to give opponents a run for their money. They showed that against the Steelers. They showed it pretty much against the Saints. Yeah. I mean, this week they got the Raiders, who okay. open as a favorite because it's in Oakland. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you got to think that's going to be a close game. The over-under set at 44, surprisingly. Oh, but, wow. Yeah, I'm a little surprised by that. But um, maybe they're afraid that that uh, somebody's going to roll over on Derek Carr and blow out their knee again. But 
Yeah. Uh, we'll we can get talk about that rule another time. But yeah, yeah. I mean, the Browns, you got to be impressed what they're doing. Carlos Hyde looks great. Jarvis Landry, you made a really good point. Is it's like why you pick a tight end for rook, for normally for a rookie quarterback like um, Delaney Walker had been so great with Marcus Mariota because it's just a guy you can throw to. It's quarterback's best friend, the easy dump pass. Um, yeah, I, I just I love I love this story, and I think the Browns. There's plenty more in them. I think yeah. that the Bud Light fridges that was a great marketing ploy. I think that was awesome, right? I mean, it's just all cool and, and good for them that they finally get what they deserve in terms of a great win. But are there any other big stories? Any other big surprises? I mean, obviously Josh Allen is probably the next biggest one, and the Bills. Blown away, blown out away the by that Shocked. Still, still don't even believe it. Um, yeah. I think the, it's not really a surprise, but because it's been happening for years, but. This idea that people get confused by why some teams are playing better than expected and other teams are playing worse. The NFL is a parody league. That's why, yep. why it's so popular, even amongst other major professional sports, even college, is that your team has a chance every year. So you take a look around the NFL and you look at some teams that you didn't think would be where they are. The Bengals are 2-1. and one. The Buccaneers are 2-1. and one. The Bears yes. are 2-1, and one, right? Yes. Um, the Titans, without their franchise quarterback, are 2-1. and one. He's been injured. Yes. The Miami Dolphins are three and zero. Oh. I mean, what is happening there? Um, it's a parity league, and so yep. one year to the next year it can be changed by adding a few players, a few drafts, getting lucky. And so, just be just just note that. I mean, now it's early, and teams will still begin to shake themselves out. You know, I'm not. I have I haven't bailed on any team. There's no there's no team I thought that would be good that struggled to open the season. I'm not saying I'm really worried about it. Um, in my opinion, there's teams okay. that need to, to pick it up, but I don't write anybody off because they're one and two, right? Like I'm not. I mean, there are some teams that you that are you can just pencil in as not a playoff team. Well, of course, of course. I don't mean those teams. I mean like the Falcons are one and two. Yeah, right. The Patriots are one and two. Right. The Packers the are, one, are one, one, one and one. I would tell you there's a team that has to win this week, and we'll get to them, and that's the Texans. They have to yes. win. They're zero and three. Um, yes. Now the positive is the division is not is not there's no three and team in the division the Jags mm-hmm. the Colts and they're only two games out but they they're going to need to do something here because it's not been the start that many envisioned for that Deshaun Watson led squad with a defense it's definitely been letting them down too yes yes for sure and I want to ask you so you mentioned the parity the big thing every single year and we didn't get to see it last year because the Browns went 0 16 is the parity clock. There are six teams left that have a zero in either the win or loss column. There are three teams that are three and zero, three teams that are zero and three. Mm-hmm. If the Tex- Texans would need to win, the Dolphins need to lose. The Raiders would need to beat the Browns. The Cardinals would need to beat the Seahawks. The and the Chiefs have to lose to the Broncos. But you know, it's possible. Then we get all ones. When do you think the parity clock will be completed? Should that be our new watch now that baseball season's ending? I like this. Absolutely. It will not, but I will tell you right now, it's not going to be completed. Yeah. Um, well, I think, too, why. just the actual connections doesn't line yeah. up. but Right. Well, the Vikings are playing. We're talking about the Vikings-Rams Thursday night. Rams 3-0. Yeah. But the, the one, to me, it's the, it's the Seahawks are going to ruin that. I just, yeah. I don't see, I just don't see the Cardinals beating the Seahawks. Um, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. The Cardinals, the Cardinals zero and three is 
what we thought the Bills 0-3 was going to be. It's ugly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I definitely agree. They're not my rock of the week, by the way. No, but I do you're lot, but shout out to you, by the way. Your lock of the week <laughs> completely blowing up in your face last there we go. week. There we go. Yep, that worked well. That worked I well. I mean, I had the Vikings, and they all, they got just they got it shoved down their throats by Josh Allen. I mean, yeah, thank God I'm already out of my survivor pool. Thanks for the yeah. Saints. But, yep. Well, you want to jump into it? Yeah, let's uh, yeah, let's jump right into the cold huh? hard locks. I don't have the act. I don't have the official numbers. Uh, but you know, I had the Browns. I, you didn't, so I was I was on the right side of history there, buddy. There you go. There you go. Well, let's go into this Thursday night. Which, by the way, for one, it's the the first one that's finally on Fox. So I don't need to go somewhere to watch the NFL Network or sign up for free trials of different streaming services to do it. But they played the most annoying uh, Thursday night football commercial on Fox during the Eagles game with this fucking dentist being like, oh, both teams go to the Super Bowl. My fucking dentist is talking about the Rams and the Vikings. I mean, A, we're in Philadelphia, so they would just be talking about the Eagles. But, uh, you know, uh, that probably annoyed me more than them telling me to floss every day. I don't know. There's something that irked me about it. The commercials in general, I don't like them. They irk me a lot. Third and girl can attest to that. But, I mean, I'm just ready for this game to be over, so I don't have to fucking listen to that dentist. <laughs> Well, I mean, between that and um, the fact that sometimes the games are in Spanish. Big thing, though, this Thursday, for the first time ever, all female, all female announcers. That's awesome. On the NFL Network, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be uh, that'll be fascinating. the one that goes on streaming, too, because that's also finally available. So it's, it's fi- the one that's on Amazon Prime, which is one we had and pay for, wasn't available when it was only on the NFL Network. You had to sign up for some sort of cable cord cutting service that has the NFL network. So that's finally available too. And you can stream that. Oh, really? I yeah. didn't know that. That's cool. Yeah, that's Cause cool. we thought, cause we thought in week two that we could watch, I forget which Thursday that was the, the Ravens losing to the, to the Bengals that we could tune, that we could just use Amazon prime in our room to yeah. watch the game instead of, cause we didn't have the NFL network and uh-huh. no, it didn't work. So we had to sign up for, we did PlayStation view for a week. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know. That's really cool. That's really neat. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. By the way, what a game. Really good game. Yeah. Yeah. A couple of things. The Rams are the the uh, or the talk of the NFL. Appear mm-hmm. to be one of the most balanced, one of the best and most balanced teams in all of football, uh, regardless of Akeem Talib's injury. Maybe Marcus Peters as well. I got to say that here. Um, but they haven't really played anyone. So they played the Raiders and the Cardinals. They beat them both handily. Both are 0-3. Yep. And the Chargers last week, they won 35-23. Chargers made a little bit of a comeback. I don't want to see the Chargers on anybody because I still have hope there. But this is going to be their first test with a team that, regardless of what happened last night, what week, on paper at least, appears to have a very good offense and a very good defense. Yep. Both sides of the ball. Big time test for Jared Goff and the Rams. It is at home though, so I think that does help here a lot. Home, quote unquote. Well, it's a seven. I know, right? With a seven point line for the Rams, and I'll let you kick us off this week. What are your thoughts here? Yeah, I still like the Rams to win this. I don't think they cover. I take Vikings plus seven, but I like the Rams to win it. I just think Todd Gurley is so much of a difference maker, more so than Kirk Cousins has been. Uh, the Vikings also have been having up and down years out of their running backs. So I, I'm going to take the Rams here. I think both defenses be, make it a huge factor under from 49 and a half, especially on Thursday night football. 
where the running game ends up being the big deal anyway. Uh, Rams win, but Vikings plus seven. I've been going back and forth on this one. Um, we talked about the parody clock, and you know that the Vikings and Kirk are a little upset. Yeah. <laughs> but I got to go with what I think is smart, and I'm going to take the Rams to win here, even without Tlaib. I think they're that good, and I think you're seeing some of the holes in the Vikings' armor, in particular that offensive line. Adonikin Sue and Aaron Donald are still healthy. Yeah, They'll they're solid as a rock. Right. Now, Dalvin Cook's back from injury. They had, By the way, you know they tied the record for the least amount of rushing attempts in a game with six last week? Wow. That's a record. And six, that's, I mean, that's just hard to do. Normally the yeah. quarterback has three scrambles. Like that, That's yeah, insane. It's an amazing stat. Um, but I like the Rams here to win. I like you, though. I think I do think that the Vikings covered. I think it's a close game, but I feel I still have the Rams winning this game. Yeah. Yeah. One of the Thursday night football is so wacky that way. But right. let's move to Sunday. Uh, we'll come back to the Eagles when we wrap up the one o'clock slate. Uh, first one I got, Matt, is the Falcons hosting the Bengals in an interesting game. The Falcons come in as a five and a half point favorite, even though they have the worst record. And I think that's certainly warranted. Uh, the Falcons really let last week slip away from them against the uh, against the Saints, um, and I think that they continue rolling with their solid offense. And I like them to win this. I think the Bengals, while their offense has still been fairly solid, their defense has been really Swiss cheesy. Uh, the only time they weren't really was on Thursday Night Football against the Ravens. So I like Atlanta to have a big game here. No, I do too. I'm with you. I think they hammer the Bengals. I have them on the over as well, and they cover easily. Yeah. Um, watch out for, by the way, here's a fantasy guy for you, Calvin Ridley. Yes. Yep. So after a terrible week one where I'm sure a lot of owners dropped him, he had uh, one touchdown week two and three touchdowns last week. When you've got a team with Julio Jones on it, and this, by the way, a team that's going to have to throw a lot because they can't keep anybody healthy defensively, um, this – this he's a good sneaky good pickup in a number of very leagues. Very good pickup. To stash away in the bench or even start. I gotta say, even start. Mm-hmm. Somebody has him in a big money league. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Bears, Bucks, Buccaneers. At first on Monday Night Football, it looked like they lost the Fitz Magic, but then he turned it back on. First quarterback to have three four hundred yard passing games in his first three games ever bears open though, as a three point favorite because that defense, Matt is just so solid. Yeah. So yeah. good. Oh yeah. What do you think about this one? Cause I think it's really interesting. I think Fitz magic's over because Khalil Max arriving. Yeah. That's and nothing against the Steelers, but they kind of held Fitzpatrick in check and they're not necessarily a great defense. And you've got a really good Bears defense coming into town. I mean, not coming into town, at home. Um, I think it's close just because I I think that a Bears offense has some concerns. But I think a, a, a couple more interceptions by Fitzpatrick. I could honestly see Jameis Winston in the game here at some point. i got to be honest with you. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I just have concerns. By the way, Mike Evans is a stud. Oh, I yeah. Howard is a stud. So uh, I, you know, I think they get some plays to them, but I just think from what I see with Khalil Mack, he has been outstanding. They have a great front seven. They're just going to go after um, 
this this uh, Fitzpatrick, and I, and I like them to win and cover that three point spread, not by a lot, but I have them covered. Yep. Yeah, I like that too. I like the Bears to cover this. I just think they can get that running game going and can make this at least get ahead by enough, or at the very least, the defense scores a couple touchdowns for them. I think they could do that. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Steelers' defense looked really good against Fitz, against the Fitzmagic when it was off, and when the Fitzmagic turned on a little bit, you saw a little bit about the Steelers. It's a little more about them than it was – Fitzpatrick, I think, I think, you know, it's more solid defense, especially one that has as good of a air defense as the bears does. Uh, we talk about Khalil Mack a lot, but they have a pretty solid secondary. Uh, I do like the bears to cover this as well at minus three. Yeah, no, definitely. And then that rolls us right into. <sighs> this is a loser leaves town game. Lions at the Cowboys. Yeah. I mean, but well, to me though, there's the Lions have had problems. They really showed up last week, shocked the, shocked the football world with their victory over the Patriots. But the Cowboys, there's a lot of heat coming down on Jason Garrett, Scott Linnan, Dak Prescott. This Lions defense isn't good. Uh, they have some. They have a couple individuals, but they're not good. Yeah. If if Dak can't figure out a way to throw this football against this team. I think question marks abound. Um, yeah, I, I this is a day. This is this is. I'm with you though. I think loser. Yeah, this is a, two franchises not going in the right direction right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be a, a weird game to say the least because the Lions' defense, I mean, looked good against against the Patriots last week, but can they put that up again uh, against a kind of bumbling Cowboys team, uh, Zeke? You'd think he'd ever he'd be well over that 300 yard per game or 300 yard mark through three games over 100 yards per game. Um, Matthew Stafford just doing what he's you know getting known to do, basically being a Brett Favre type of throwing touchdowns and picks all over the place, throwing for a lot of yards. But even he's not even averaging over 300 yards a game. I mean, this over under at 44. I like that number a lot. Cowboys are a three point favorite, and I don't know. I it's either going to be the, the Lions win by like 14 or the Cowboys barely win this game. Yeah. So I'm going to take Detroit plus three because of that. Cause it could be even something Cowboys win on like a last second field goal, but I'm going to okay. take Detroit plus three. Okay. I, um, I've been really back and forth in this game. Yeah, I have been too. So I, I made a shoot from the hip yeah. pick. Um, I'm going to take, I hate to do it. I'm going to take the Cowboys Dallas. though. I think Ezekiel Elliott gets 25, 30 touches. Yeah, he, um, ne- he only has 48 on the year. He needs yeah. to get the ball more. Feed the beast. Yeah, I think they pound the rock with him, yeah. and I think they they win. Um, yeah. I hate to say it. I still I really like the Lions for a lot of different reasons. Um, but, yeah, no, I do think I do think that's the case. Yeah. 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 So the next one we got is the Bills staying on the road in the NFC North, going to Lambeau Field to face the Packers who had an unfortunate loss to the Redskins last week. Bills obviously had the upstart, upset victory against the Vikings. Matt, what are you thinking in this game? Because I think we need to figure out what's going on with Aaron Rodgers' knee before we mm-hmm. really diagnose how what how this game is going to go. Because Green Bay is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite, and I think it's another disrespecting of the Bills. Yeah, well, a couple of things here. Um, Aaron Rodgers is 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 struggling. Yeah, 
with that knee. And it's affecting everything, as you'd expect. They just lost Muhammad Wilkerson, by the way, uh, former Jets standout for the year with an injury. My only concern here is the Bills have a good defense. Yep. Um, I don't think their offense does what they did last week, but I think a lot of what their offense is was predicated on their defense. And normally I wouldn't care but because Aaron Rodgers, but he's hobbled. Um, I like the Packers to win, but I like this game to be closer than nine and a half. In fact, this might be a late magic game for for him. Um, so I'm taking the Packers, but I think it's really close. They're so you're taking they, Bills plus nine and a half? I'm taking Bills plus nine and a half, but Packers to win. But yes, Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm taking Bills plus nine and a half. Yeah. I think it's going to be really close. The I Packers think need this game, by the they way. They need to win this game. Yeah, because the, Viking, yeah, the Vikings-Bears are going to part to pull away here. And, and, and I, you know, I don't know that there's no right answer for Aaron Rodgers. Because they're not built like, say, the Eagles, where Nick Foles can come in and maybe win you a couple games. Yeah. Um, they don't have a great backup, and they don't have a great team. They don't have a great running game. They don't have a great defense. So yep. he needs to play, and there's nothing, nothing anybody can do about it. And that's a shame. Yep. Yeah. Let's skip the next game. Okay. <laughs> let's go to the let's go to a game we already talked about one of these teams the Texans visiting the Colts okay that was my next game all right oh okay I was gonna go to our team but I, we always use, we use we have to do them last yeah, yeah. oh I think yeah. ESPN threw mine up to the top because I have the Eagles as a favorite oh man hot seat you yeah. not not favoriting the Eagles but By anyway way, Texas I'm not, I'm not shocked that they're not three you know but I'm shocked that they're not one and two losses to the Titans and the Giants are not a good look and it yeah. was the Giants at home yep not a good look for them I mean, Deshaun Watson, we haven't seen the full recovery from him. Uh, it's looked like he's still a little banged up and and not fully back to what we saw before. Uh, but the Colts, I mean, we haven't really seen, aside from Andrew Luck, what else have we seen from them? Well, I, I, would say, I think their defense has been overachieving. We saw that a little bit. Um, they've got a couple good players, good young linebacker. Um I think that, but, so, but but their problem is they basically are two. They're they're a one weapon show with T. Y. Hilton offensively. Nope. I mean that's really it to me. So um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree. I think that Luck also Luck clearly doesn't have full arm strength back yet. Yeah. He's still a really good quarterback, um, but he doesn't have full arm strength. Uh, yeah. So well, maybe he does. I don't know. I, yeah, I'm just a little. Uh, I like it to be a sneaky blow or a sneaky, uh, sneaky shootout game. You do, yeah. See, I just don't understand. I don't understand how the Texans can't be a good defense. Yeah, they have three of the best pass rushers in the NFL, in JJ Watt, Jadavian Clowney, and Whitney Merciless. Now I know Clowney's been in and out, but and they've got they've got the, the Honey Badger back there. They've got players all over the place. Um, I'm definitely surprised by that. I got to say, definitely surprised by that. For sure. Yeah. So I'm going Houston here. Okay. Houston Me too. Plus one. Me too. I I think they need, but they, cause, I mean, this is a, if, they're, if there's a must win in the NFL, it's here. I, I mean, this is a, this was a team that was supposed to win, be a wild playoff team. I think, I think people have got a little too high on Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. but they were supposed to be a playoff team. So, yeah. Yeah. It's going to be, it is, it's going to be an interesting game, I think. A sleeper yeah. game, probably not the one that you're going to have because the next game is probably going to be on your television screen if you have it, if you're not blacked out from it on CBS. And that is the 3-0 Dolphins traveling up to Foxborough to play the Patriots. New yeah. England, 1-2. and two. Miami, surprisingly 3-1, and one, or 3-0. and oh. 
What do you think of this one, Matt? Well, the Dolphins are playing great football. Uh, yep. Adam Gase has got that offense with Ryan Tannehill humming. Very <laughs> West Coast style, a lot of quick passes. They have weapons, though. Yep. So I think that's what people are forgetting. Um, you're talking Kenyon Drake, Kenny Stills. Devontae Parker hasn't even played. So they've got a number of players out there. I'm not shocked by that they're 3-0, though. Um, we, we talked about this a little bit. Um, this is their statement opportunity. They win this game. They're 3-0 in the division. They're the clear favorite, 4-0 the clear favorites because every other team would have maybe two wins, but, like, no one would be close. Um, I'm surprised, but I'm not shocked. Okay. That being said, I the Patriots open as a six-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Mm-hmm. I guess a 3-0 Dolphins team. That shows you yep. everything you know. I have the Patriots winning, and I do have them covering. I think Brady comes out firing. This is a typical moment for them. Um, yep. So I would be shocked. Almost took him as my lock. Um, yeah, I, I'd agree so, with that. Yeah. Yep. And by the way, that. the expectation is that Josh Gordon will be on the field. Yes. And this is a week away from the return of Julian, Julian Edelman. Be a very different offense in two weeks. And yes. you're going to see the full the full potential. Um, Sonny Michelle appears to be getting going here a little bit as well. I want to point that out. Rex Burkhead on the IRR, but they still have James White, so they should have a very balanced two-headed monster. They started the year as a four-headed monster, but Jeremy Hill and Burkhead are both out. Um, yeah, this is a big uh, big statement game for the Pats, and I think they get back on the winning side here. I think it could be a little more high-scoring, though, than you'd expect because of the injuries in the Pats' defense. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. I like an over there. Uh, let's get to the second-to-last 1 o'clock game. The Jacksonville Jaguars, two and one, coming off their first loss of the season, hosting the New York Jets, and this is going to be Matt an ugly game. Yeah, um, I think that this is my lock of the week. I think the yeah, Jaguars might have to be. are going to pound the Jets. Leonard Fournette's back, young rookie quarterback. They're not happy. Um, but wow, wow! Um, I think this is the lock. I think the Jaguars smoke them. I think I think they beat them by seven and a half points. Um, yeah, sadly, sure I think the same to, thing. That's I'm a lot sure of points they, to take, but yeah, I'm not sure they score a point. Ooh, you like the shutout? I I, I think that's how upset the defense is going to be. You know, they 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 only gave up nine points last week. They're, the defense isn't the problem, and I think Bortles figures it out against a Jets team. But I think really Leonard Fournette being back. It, this is if you're picking a pick'em league. You, if Fournette plays, you start him. You, you take him. If he doesn't play, well then be careful. Just want to say that. Uh, but okay. yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's get to the Philadelphia Eagles. They travel down to Nashville, Tennessee, to face the Tennessee Titans, coming off their big upset win over the Jacksonville Jaguars. For one, Carson Wentz looks like he has not missed a beat. Man, no, I agree with that 100. percent and while the offense struggled a little bit, they pulled it out. And the defense is getting a little more and more solid as we saw them in week one. They struggled against the Bucks, but they looked great against the, against the Colts last week. I think the offense clicks more. The defense tightens up big against the Titans. Punfully intended that. And... <laughs> I I think they win. I th- they cover the four point spread on the road. I like them to win big. 
Yeah, I mean, their concern coming off is the Titans. They showed up a little bit last week. At least they won. Mm-hmm. Um, Marriott is not 100% healthy. We don't even know if Blaine Gabbard's going to play. Nope. And this is an Eagles team that travels well. And also, they beat a divisional opponent. And I think that means, to me, divisional matchups are difficult because you play that team twice every year. You know each other. You know the coaching staffs. Yep. There's a familiar air, familiarity. So I think I don't read too much into last week for the Titans. And I do have the Eagles also winning, easily covering that four point spread. Um, I think they want to, I think the offense. Especially with Alshon Jeffrey being cleared for contact, which should pave his way to playing this week. There, this it's more of a preseason offense as they come together, as they get weapons back. Jai appears to be a Jai appears to be a go. I'm like, I like your I like your decision there. Take them to to hammer the Titans this week. Yep, I love it. Let's get into the after or the late afternoon games. We mentioned yep. the Browns at the Raiders. Raiders open up two and a half point favorites, which. I don't know. This is going to be an interesting game. We mentioned that Browns defense being pretty solid. I don't know how Baker's going to do with his first pro road game. That's probably the big X factor in this, but Carlos Hyde looks like he could help him out. And Jarvis Landry certainly looks like he could be a good, good, uh, you know, bailout option in terms of, you know, designing up schemes that way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just have a feeling I picked him last week. I think too, I, I like the Raiders to win. I just, I don't think they're as bad as their 3-0 record. They have some weapons offensively. Um, I'm sorry, Browns. I want to choose you. No, you know what? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I should take the Browns. I didn't take them last week, um, but they are on the road. They're going to have all week to prepare for the arrival of Baker Mayfield. Oh, I don't know. Um, but I'm going to flip it last minute. I'm taking the Browns to win. There you go. I like it. I like. It. I am taking Oakland specifically just because I need to see what Baker looks like on the road. Okay, that's really what what it comes believe, down to for you. Got to believe in the magic, though. Yeah, I I, I could be dead wrong on this. <laughs> I'm not gonna not. Yeah. I'm gonna stay away from it because it's a weird yeah. game. It's also just hard to think that the way that Gruden's been playing, uh, Gruden's been setting up his team, that they're gonna go zero and four, and that they're gonna that they look ugly in this because yeah. he sets it up with that ground and pound, and then tries to open it up for Derek Carr. And I think he can get that going with the Browns, keep them on their toes. I like it to be a low-scoring game, but I do like Oakland. Okay, okay. Um, the next one we have, this w- this would have been my lock of the week if, two th- if the Seahawks were at home. But it's Seattle visiting the, the hapless Arizona Cardinals with Josh Rosen now. There's, by the way, isn't it amazing how quick it is for your first-round picks to be starting quarterbacks in this league? But it doesn't take very long. Oh, um, no. I almost feel bad for Rosen, though. Like – well, I say that, and yet he's got David Johnson. He's got Larry Fitzgerald. Like, come on. you got guys to throw the ball to. Yeah. Um, but I like the Seahawks here to cover that three-point. I think it's, I a, it's a disrespectful three points they're getting. I, I agree. Um, it's a, it's a road it's a, line. That's what it is. I was going to say, and it's a divisional road line. I think that really is, is where it comes down yeah. to. Yeah. No, I like the I like the Seahawks to really pound them here. I think they showed a lot in that Cowboys game where Chris Carson had himself a bit of a coming out party. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson looked really good in that game. Tyler mm-hmm. Lockett looked fantastic. Yeah, they're being, by the way, the, the Seahawks don't even have their best receiver, Doug Baldwin. He's exactly. back. That's another addition to this with this team. So no, I agree. Yep. Yeah, I like them to win big in that one. Uh, keep it moving though. We got the Saints coming up to New York to play the Giants. Uh, weird 
Probably that game's on CBS, so you got to think maybe it's the Tony Romo game. Ah, okay. Maybe, who knows? But Drew Brees coming off the performance of his life last week, and I like him to match it again. I think he's really pissed off that the Saints have been kind of all over the place this year. Uh, Looked like they were going to be a one-and-two team with their only victory being over the Browns, really until he put the team on his back. Yep. And it's going to be a big statement game for the Saints' defense uh, with Saquon Barkley looking solid enough for his yeah. year and no offensive line. Um, I think if they can take advantage and, and really eat up New York, I think they could win huge. I do like them to cover the three-and-a-half-point road line, but uh, yeah. as far as how big of a win, win it will be, comes down to that Saints' defense. Well, I think it's going to be high scoring unless the Saints' defense decides to change something. Um, so I'd like to be high-scoring game, but I'm with you. I like the Saints here as well um, to win. I don't know if it'll be a blowout only because, I, like I said, if we get a little bit of what we saw from the Giants last week, they just they still have the weapons of, of exactly. and Barkley. Um, but I do like the Saints to win. I like them to cover that three and a half points as well. Yep. So here's one that should have been a good game. Yeah. But Jimmy G is out for the year. Now the 49ers find themselves in a – very, very weird spot as they go down to L.A. to face the Chargers. I almost said San Diego. <laughs> but the Chargers open up as a 10-point favorite. And I don't know what to think about this one just because I think the Chargers can can roast them. But I think we'll see what happens here because I don't think the 49ers have a sh- real good shot at winning. But the Chargers are – also been really inconsistent. You know what I mean? No, I agree with you there. I think I think you know I almost took this as my lock um, because of Jimmy Garoppolo's injury. Nothing against CJ Bethard, but I, I I don't think they have a ton of weapons as well. 49ers don't. Matt Breida, their running back, who had shined early as he beat up Marquise Goodwin, isn't practicing in full. Um, I, so I I think because it's a home game for the Chargers. I think they win in cover, though. I just think the Chargers have yeah. a really good offense. Richard Sherman is out, by the way. Ooh, uh, okay. Three to four weeks. So, yeah. you know, who's covering? Um, I agree Ian with you. Allen, who's covering Mike Williams? Melvin Gordon has looked excellent. Yeah. So I just think there's a lot of offensive firepower out there uh, for the Chargers. So I think they'll win in cover. No, I agree with you. I, I I like them to cover. Just the ten numbers scary there. No, I get that. I definitely get that. How, How about, about this Sunday night game? So, is it hot seat Pittsburgh because it's charging more to go to a soccer stadium to watch an NFL game in LA than it is to go to Heinz Field? <laughs> ah, that makes sense though. Which is yeah, strange. everything this costs is, more in California. But, but this is one of the best rivalries in football. Yeah. The Ravens and Steelers. They've had some Ravens cool and the Steelers games. over under a 51 in this game. Wow. Which is not what you're not what you're used to with the Steelers. Or the Ravens and the Steelers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Um, you know, someone needs to get on the phone and, and get Le'Veon Bell back for the Steelers. No one's talking about it. What no one's talking about is James Conner, to me, has not proven himself at all. No, um, he's had, he had one good week. One good week. And he doesn't look bad. I'm not saying he's it, like unusable, but he, he just is dynamic to me. He's okay. not the guy that's going to rip off a, a 30 or 40 yard run. They don't have that on the roster. In fact, they gave Stephen Ridley a few carries, and I thought he looked better than James Conner did. Yep. 
Um, and, you know, so, so it's going to have to be Big Ben, who I think, other than his interception problem in the first game, has actually played really well. And I actually got to tell you something. I would argue that the best receiver on the field is going to be Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, I would he's agree looked, with that. He's looked really good. He's been um, really solid. Yeah. I actually take uh, – but I'm going to be honest with you. With all that being said, I I have a belief in the Ravens. Damn it. I was going to – God. I was going to – Yes, I got out. I got my, my mind out first there. Damn it. Uh, well, we're both taking them here. Yep. I, I my thunder. <laughs> well, go ahead. I, I don't want to just, just cut you off there. I apologize. I didn't know that's no, where you were going. No, 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 you're good. Out. I just like – I like that Ravens defense a lot. I think that's one okay. really underrated story to the start of this year, uh, especially from how hot uh, Joe Flacco came out. I almost said Drew Flacco. How hot Joe Flacco came out to start the year. That was the big story of him stepping up with Lamar Jackson there. Uh, and he's still been hot. But that defense, Matt, they allow less than 300 yards a game. And I think they eat up James Conner and they make Big Ben have to beat them. But they're, they're good enough that they could – force a lot of turnovers out of them and i think that big ben's got to tread lightly because otherwise we might be seeing the ravens at three and one and, and really with a stranglehold on this division no i definitely agree there um <coughs> yeah i i'm blown away though like once again i i just um blown away with how how bad the steelers have taken this whole season yeah, like like they're supposed to be a favorite, and they just look—they don't look great. No, um, they don't look good at all. It, it even looks like they—they they, they were up handily, and they still struggled, in my opinion. Yeah, so, they did. They looked yeah. really—I don't know if it's banged up, if it's uh, what the right way to 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 take in this team, but they should step on the throat of Tampa Bay when Fitzpatrick looks that weak, and. He almost let him back into that. He almost let him yeah. down the field to win. Let me ask you a question. Quarter. Mike, is Mike Tomlin on the hot seat? I don't think so. I think that's a that's like the night's watch. You die on your fucking post if you're a Steelers coach. You either okay. do that or you go to CBS. I okay. guess Terry Bradshaw's with Fox. You go into some sort of studio afterwards. Okay. Just that's wondering. The, I, that's um, the Florida what Florida is to New Yorkers, the boot the studio room is to a Steelers head coach. All right. Okay. He's not ready for, like the, said, not I, ready I, for the, the room yet. Okay. I, I have some concerns with him. I think he's he's lost. He's lost a little bit of his of his team. Not that he can't get it back. They're still so talented. But okay, just wonder, just wonder. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, let's move to a showcase game. Yeah. Because we're finally gonna get to see him live if you haven't gotten a chance already. And that is the the cream of the crop in the NFL. The best quarterback for the first, through the first three weeks, man. He Patrick Mahomes is he looks special. I know it's early, but he looks the part, and he has the pedigree as a first round pick. Um, yep. I mean, tell me something that you love. I, I just I think he's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, he's everything advertised, and then some. Kareem Hunt's look fantastic. Tyree Kills look fantastic. Travis Kelsey's look fantastic and he's been and he hasn't even been full Travis Kelsey mode yet. Right. I mean, I really like them in this game. The over under is 56. I'm still taking the over there. I think I, I think they're gonna have a night against the Broncos. I think the Broncos might still do well. The the Chiefs defense is, you know, really nothing to write home about. Um 
but I, I just think the Chiefs win by at least a touchdown in this one. It might be, you know, a 35-28 game or something ridiculous like that. Um, it's just going to be a shoot. It's going to be a shootout in the Mile High City. And imagine this too: the ball flies or flies further in higher altitudes. Think about the Patrick Mahomes bomber at Mile High Stadium. <laughs> That's true. That's true. And this will be the first time, though. There's something interesting here. I want to. I want you to know. This is the first time that he is going to go up against a good defense. Yeah, marquee Nothing defense. Against, now, the Chargers didn't have Bosa. This is not the same Steelers defense that was um, in week two. And then the 49ers, you know, aren't, so they're going to, they're going to, he's going to be tested with, with a pass rush, some sure. decent corners, and a pretty good defense. It'll be interesting to see because Andy Reid has even said, hey, don't annoy him. He's going to have rough games. So my and here's the problems with the Chiefs, and is why they're always number two on a power ranking right now, and not number one, because they don't have a defense to back up the offense at the moment. And so, um, well, you have to make Patrick Mahomes feel comfortable. You have to give him a Big Twelve defense until he gets annoyed, gets comfortable and acclimated. Right, right. The defense has given up 28 points, 37 points, and 27 points. Um, and by the way, 27 points, Garoppolo got injured in the second half of that game. That could have been more. Yeah. So, just if you're the Broncos, you got to find a way to run the ball, keep the homes off it. the field, limit yep. your turnovers. But this is a bad defense. Uh, this is a bad defense for the Chiefs. So, I think this game is interesting. It's got a high over under of 56, which I think also has to do with the fact that the Broncos they can't stop anybody. So, who do you like? I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm Chiefs you, minus four and a half. I'm taking that. Taking them? If I'm betting, I'm betting the over, but. I'm you taking Chiefs minus four and a half. If, if this game was in one month, yeah, you know, like a typical Andy Reid team, I'd take the Broncos, but I'm going to be smart. I'm going to take Mahomes. I do think he gets two to three touchdown passes again to continue his streak. I think it's close, but I like him by a touchdown, so I'm going to take him covering as well. All right. There we go, baby. There Woo. we fucking go. So I think our only – you took Houston over Indy, right? Correct. Yeah, our only our only competing pick this week, Matt, is the Browns and the Raiders. Really? Yeah. I'm about to tune in. Oh yeah. It's gonna be big, go. big matchup in the Thunderdome. Well, it's gonna be a one for one kind of week. I like it. I like oh, it. Yeah. I'm excited though. It's another great weekend. Another um, great weekend. I know we're a little more heavy on college this week, but there's so much to talk about there. Yeah. Uh, as we as everything in the NFL, really the first month of the NFL, it's a lot of it's basically just pacing at that at this point of where right. teams okay. are. Can you stay healthy? Can, Can you stay healthy? No, I agree. I agree. Are you not completely out of it? Mm-hmm. I know they, there's the rules. There, you know, there's all the stats about zero and two teams making the playoffs. But I still, I think in this day and age, just stay healthy and continue your way on. And then once October rolls around, then the fun really begins. No, absolutely. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, we'll yeah. be definitely. We'll be here to cover it. Oh yeah, and. Make sure you pay attention all weekend to all of our social media, whether it's Thunder BLG on Twitter, Thunderbox Sports on Instagram, because uh, we're gonna be we're gonna be watching football on both Saturday and Sunday. We're gonna be watching the golf. If you haven't heard our baseball podcast, the, the bullpen cart, the name of the feed, uh, yesterday's show, Greg and I at the very end talked about the Ryder Cup a lot, and we gave our preview for it. Matt, is there anything you're watching out for in that? Just to get your your two cents the, into the Ryder it? Cup. Yeah, I mean, I I'll, you know where all the eyes are gonna be. Tiger, but remember, arguably the best player this year is not getting any press. We don't know how he'll react, but look out for Brooks Kepka. 
Yeah, it'll be interesting. It's his first Ryder Cup. Yep. And he played, I think he played last year on the President's Cup team. I mean, and you can take that for what you will because the U.S. always dominates that. They've never lost right. that. Um, it's going to be interesting seeing them on, on foreign soil. I know I said it in the last episode, but if you haven't listened to it, you can hear that take there. But they haven't won in 25 years on, on European soil. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a great weekend of sports. I'm excited. And course looks tough. Course does look tough. Uh, Not that I'm surprised by that, but it looks tough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'd, I'd mentioned to Greg, Justin Thomas actually went and played in the Golf French Open to get an idea of the course because that's where they had really? it this year. Yeah. That's cool. And he, I think he's a good match. I think he's a good pair with Tiger, by the way. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I like – I think he's a little more – as good of a player as he is, he doesn't have the same personality. Not, not in a bad way of like a, of a Phil or even a Jordan. Um, no, Jordan Tiger too, too alike in terms of their game, in terms of yep. in terms of pairing. Mm-hmm. They're I both good, good players. If their putters yeah. are on, they're fantastic. Jordan's has right. been terrible all year, so maybe he does yeah. need Tiger. But <laughs> it'll well, be. I'm just excited for it. It's gonna be great. I, you know, I've got to tell you something. I kind of wish it was a, a, a two weeks away. Two but weeks I ago. Wish- I, don't know, I wish it was not this weekend, but next weekend. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Uh, Nick Clubs, I think it gives us a little more build-up, but B, we're still coming off what happened last weekend. Yeah. At the Tour Championship. Um, and well, so, in two years, we won't have to worry about it. I'm, I'm sure it'll be probably in the middle of September with the, right. the playoffs moving. But I'm excited, man. It's going to be a great weekend. I agree. Go, Birds. Go, Birds. Go, Phils. I need my, my one last win still. Oh, no, you're up. Go, Birds. Baby. Let's go. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> boy.